Hey, redheads and everyone else listening. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrian, and today we have a super fun guest on. Um, her name is Cheryl Kramer K, and she has been in the beauty world for a very, very long time. We met her on the set of Shape Magazine when we were doing a shoe in 2014, and she is a redhead by choice. At the time, she was an editor for Shape Magazine, and we have known her for almost a decade, and I am so excited. Steph, right? Like, she has such Mm -hmm. a great personality. You guys are going to love her. We're going to talk all about beauty, and she is just the beauty guru, and the fact that she you know, as a redhead by choice, but she's one of those redheads that was like meant to be a redhead. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And we loved, as Adrian said, we just vibed with her energy on set that day and she just was awesome. And we just loved her and we've been following her ever since. So it's kind of crazy that we haven't had her on the podcast earlier, I think. Um, but yeah, super excited to have her on. She, um, has been writing and editing for women's magazines for over three decades, actually, including in-house at Harper's Bazaar, Red Book, Fitness, Star, Shape. And these days she serves as a beauty director for Next Tribe and spends a lot of time talking about beauty products on TV. And if you're not familiar with Next Tribe, is a travel and events company for women 45 plus. And then I did just see in her uh on her Instagram page that she wrote an article for Oprah Daily last month about bath and shower products um, to help you get a good night's sleep. So it seems like she does also a lot of freelance in the beauty world. And she's been around for, you know, she just, it's set in her bio, three decades. So she knows her thing about beauty. And I think, you know, we say this about a lot of guests that we're so excited to have them on, but really with Cheryl, we've when she said yes, we were really, really pumped because she just has been someone, like we said, we followed for so long. And she was just so fun too on that on that set years ago. And she really saw our vision with How to Be a Redhead and loved our story. And just everything just kind of, I think the synergy, you know, with yeah. um, with her being having red hair and us having a redhead um, company, it kind of yeah. was awesome to be featured, you know, in that spread yeah. in Shape Magazine. Yeah. And back then, you know, and I think Cheryl will admit it, I mean, the world has really changed in the last mm-hmm. decade and ju- definitely in terms of print and in terms of, you know, just the way that people want to be impressed back then was such a big deal. Whereas now it's like more of like getting a lot of hits on TikTok or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting, I don't know, publicity on social media is just so much, you know, if you are an upcoming brand, you're going to want to be on social getting those hits on your website. Um, but back then for Stephanie and I, it was such a big deal to be in the spread and Cheryl picked us um, and we got an email from her And I remember it was a really challenging year for Stephanie and I starting How to Be a Redhead uh, a few years back from them. But I remember that year in particular, we were, you know, starting something that like no one had started before. And it was really difficult that summer. And then I remember she reached out. I have a great memory, but she reached out in, it was like in July into August. And that's when we did the piece. And then it came out, I think in September. Um, But yeah, she just really like understood what we did and um, we're definitely going to ask her, but she's ahead of her time in so many ways. So I think you guys are going to have a blast getting to know her and Mm -hmm. her fun personality and we can't wait to talk to her. So let's call her up. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie, clean, paraben free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with a tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Cheryl. It's Stephanie and Adrian Vendetti from How to Be a Redhead. Oh, my God. So (laughs) lovely to hear your voice. It has been way too long. I know. We were, Adrian and I were saying before, I think it's been about nine years since we met on the Shape Magazine shoot. And we were saying too that 
I know. We loved your energy and you being a, having red hair um, and being a redhead. We really bonded, we felt like, on that shoot. And it was really a time in How to Be a Redhead where we were going through a lot of changes in 2014. And just that shoot was amazing. And there was just, it was just awesome to meet you. So we're super excited oh to God. have you on. The feeling is mutual. I have had many, many shoots over the years, and there are not so many people I have kept in touch with <laughs> over all those years. So I am thrilled that we are still in touch and that you were able to find me so easily. Um, I, I follow you guys on Instagram. I love your videos. I love the products, everything that you're doing. I just, I feel almost like I'm a proud mama because you guys were, oh. you were, you were like, I don't know how old were you then. You were really early twenties, like, yeah, we early twenties, like, early twenties with your own business, and you're rocking and rolling. So impressed. Well done. Yeah, thank you so so much. And so we want to get right into it. You're a redhead by choice, and there are some women who aren't born natural, but their complexion, personality, etc., work so well with the color red, and that's you. So when did you first go red? Do you remember that moment? I do. I really do. You do. Um, so growing up, my grandma was a redhead. And I mean like a Lucille Ball redhead. Really? Um, straight from a bottle. But she was naturally Auburn. So I used to tell people that I had Auburn hair, uh, even though it was really just, it would get a little bit Auburn in the summertime. When the sun would hit it, there would be some red highlights. And I was like, yep, I'm Auburn too. I Because I wanted to be a redhead. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so cool. And in college is when I started highlighting my hair. And then I was trying to go back to my natural color, which is really just a basic boring brown. And anytime I would dye it brown, it would oxidize red. And I'm like, this is a sign from God. Yeah. I'm supposed to be red, whether, <laughs> you know, it doesn't may not grow out of my own follicles, but I should have red hair. And that was the beginning of it. And this is so funny because it was, 1991, I want to say, and uh, senior year in college. And I remember the movie Thelma and Louise came out. I don't know if you've seen yeah, this movie. Yes, 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 of course. But by the end of the movie, both Thelma and Louise are kind of strawberry blondie redheads. And I was like, well, now everyone's going to know I'm faking it. Look at this. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everyone's faking this shade. Um, but you know, it kind of became so much of who I am and I don't lie to anyone about it. I mean, I think on my Twitter profile, it says fake redhead. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, but I like redhead by choice even better than fake redhead, but it's, it's something that I felt like there was some mix up with my DNA and I'm just correcting that course. I mean, and you then look so good with it though, because like you have no, you beautiful, do. you have blue eyes. I have blue eyes. I have freckles. I See? mean, I probably lasered most of those off by now. Um, <laughs> they, I didn't mean to get rid of the freckles, but when they're going in for like totally hyperpigmentation, they're like, mm -hmm. that freckles, it's more than a freckle now, Cheryl. That's what we call an age spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and, but I don't even, I used to dye my eyebrows as well because I wanted to look more mm. natural, but I actually think it looks more natural with my ashier brows. I don't know yeah. why. So yeah. You would, dye I them, you would dye them what color? Red. Like a, a dark strawberry blonde. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, no, well, I love look, your they shade look, they now. They look really good. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And it's easier. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So how about maintaining your red now? What do you what do you do? Well, this is funny because I am at an age where my friends are making choices about whether or not we want to go gray. I'm 53. Mm. I'm probably 40% gray at this point. And it's not that I'm unwilling to go gray. It's that I'm unwilling to not be red. And I wouldn't know how to. Okay weave in the gray with the red. I mean, listen, it's not like I want to go gray anyway, but it's, <laughs> I will continue to dye my hair. I have to dye it now. Like you could probably, I already have roots. It's probably been like three weeks. Um, so I need to color my hair every three weeks. I go probably every six weeks. I get the base done twice. And then on the third visit, I'll get highlights. 
So oh, I'm kind of a, okay. So it's base, base highlights because you can't, you can't get highlights every time. It'll fry your hair and also it will bankrupt you. Um, <laughs> but so by highlights, say, you mean what color highlights? Like they're kind of the, so like a red. I don't even know how to describe my hair color right now. It's kind of, I think the base is a strawberry blonde with a, but hinting a little bit more towards the brown. Okay. And then the highlights are a true strawberry blondie shade. Okay. And is your natural hair texture curly? My natural texture is curly. Okay. I wear it curly more often than not. But here's something I want to confess. And you guys, you tell me how you feel about this. When my hair is really red and really curly, it feels to me almost, and I hate to say this word because I Oh, I don't want anyone to feel like this is what they're experiencing. But it makes me feel a little clownish when it's I was so just gonna, bright. I was just thinking that so word. Early. So I, when it's really redder, I, I stay more smooth with my texture. Okay. And when it's a little okay. less red, I feel more comfortable being curly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I get that. It's not like I have ever looked at someone and thought, whoa, bozo. Never. Yeah. I just look at myself and say that looks a little over the top. Because we're all like so hard on ourselves. That's why. (laughs) We are. Yeah. We are. I tend to be honestly quite generous with myself. (laughs) (laughs) I people have like body dysmorphic disorder. I have it in the other direction. I look in the mirror, I'm like, damn, that wow, I look good. My favorite is that we had a babysitter who I have twin boys, they're now 13 years old. I can't believe that, by the way. Babies when we met. They were infants. Yeah. 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 But um, so this babysitter was a dancer. (laughs) Okay. She had a spectacular body and we were doing a a selfie together. And I thought that her arm was my arm. And I was like, Ooh, my arm looks good. Dude, she's a dancer. You have, (laughs) I have like the most flabby, Smushy Hadassah arms. You don't, uh, but but I res- listen. I think that I look better than I do, and it's honestly a much better way to go through life. Right, thinking that you look really hot, even if you don't. I yeah, it's the, it's confidence too. It's right? confidence, delusion, and confidence combo. <laughs> but I have to say, you. I mean, we can see you, Cheryl. You do not look fifty three at at all. You well, really thank you. don't. I have you had look great. I mean, I've had many interventions of just you know, little ones, yeah. little tweaks along the way. I wear sunscreen every single day, every day, because even though I'm not a natural redhead, I burn like a redhead. Like I will, I have been tan once in my entire life, senior year in high school, 30 minutes a day in the backyard before the prom, regretting it still for the dark spots it's given me, mm-hmm. but I'm, I fry. So I, and I just want to maintain the health of my skin as long as yeah. I possibly can. Yeah. And sunscreen will do that. Do you have a favorite sunscreen that you want to share? Right now, I am loving Elta MD. Me, There's same. an SPF. It's like 41, I think. Wacky number. Um, but it's tinted. Yeah. And it's kind of the perfect, all you need for a yeah. casual day you look pulled together, kind of evens out your skin tone, mm-hmm. and you're protected. And you're protected from blue light indoors as well because it's a physical sunscreen, not a chemical sunscreen. So you're yeah. getting protection wherever you are. Yeah, we love LTMD. They have good stuff. No, and blue light, sure blue light is like the new thing that everyone's talking about in terms of how it ages you. Yes. And it's interesting because there are studies about it that are computer screens and all the screens that we're exposed to um, are the main damage that it does. It's oxidative damage the same way you would have with, with the sun, with UV rays, but the main, um, cosmetic downside seems to be that you have, that it's hyperpigmentation, dark spots. Right. So I am, uh, I'm less careful indoors. Let's be real. I'm not going right. to be putting on sunscreen every time I flip open my computer. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I am yeah. more careful than I was. Blue light is actually a problem. Yeah, I know. Adrian and I were talking about that recently. I really wasn't knowledgeable on it. And it totally makes it's, sense, though. 
Yeah. I mean, it's only coming into, you know, conventional wisdom in the last couple of years. So it's not like you're behind the times. Yeah, I know. And I have a lot of freckles, but my pigmentation um, is from just, I think, sunburns throughout yeah. my childhood, never wearing sunscreen. And she, well, you she guys- was an outdoor like sports fanatic too. She like played uh... all the sports. And I was yeah. inside. I have like I have no freckles because I, I was know inside you were our whole you were inside. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I was going to say, were you guys like there are some people who are born with freckles, but it is really atypical. Most of the time, people acquire freckles. From yeah. Sun no, I did tennis, track, cross country, and then Adrian did indoor swim. <laughs> so <laughs> right? I'm, like, I'm like this is what you get for not having an active childhood you have great skin great skin <laughs> yeah I know but I'm I'm you know I get treatments you know that help um kind of just not make them so not getting rid of them entirely you know but not just evening them out I want to say yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's very hard to be selective and say, yeah. keep this cute little mm. one over here, but get rid of that big, scary one over there. Yeah. It, that you have a tendency to kind of do the whole thing. Yeah. What, what about, but I do. I was going to ask you treats. about chemical peels. If you do chemical peels to, or what? Oh, I love a chemical peel. So do we. I saw a friend this morning who just had one, like was, was in the absolute, like oh, Elmer's blue pull the skin yeah. off yeah. her face. Yeah. Yes. I was like, Honestly, I was jealous. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. at all. I was like, oh, I want one. Um, I have a tendency to do, I do like an end of summer peel at the dermatologist. Yeah. I find on my, my face and my arms because my arms are super, oh, super discolored at this point. Oh my God. You guys, I am like the armiest, freckliest person I mean, imaginable. You, you can't see mine yeah. probably, but yeah. Wow. I didn't even know you could do it on your arms. Oh, sure. I'll go for like a TCA peel, uh, triglyceric acid. And at home, I'd say at least once a week, I'm doing a glycolic acid peel because I want to, for me, it's right now it's about maintaining my texture because I'm getting a little like sandpapery in certain areas and it just really gets that glow right back on. Okay. What do you use for the peel at home? I have been doing, uh, what is it called? Howard Sobel. I don't remember exactly what the line is. He's a dermatologist I've okay. known for many, many years. Okay. Um, and it's a 30% glycolic acid peel and whew, it does the job. Really? Okay. I know. Yeah. We, we need to do that on the arms because I love a chemical peel. I was thinking about it when you were talking about your freckle stuff because I feel like it really helped with your dark spots. Yeah. And I'll never forget one time my husband and I, um, we're eating dinner together and it was like hanging down on the skin was peeling off my chin. And he was like, can you go in the other room? Because it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to eat. So I always think about how it was a really aggressive peel, but I really yep. needed it. And Adrian, we must have done That's it together when you can just get a little scissors. I'm like, oh yeah, bring the new skin oh. on. <laughs> and I think I had to do that to finish dinner together or I might've gone in the other room. I can't remember, but anytime after that, when I would say, oh, I'm going to get a chemical peel, my, my husband's like, oh my God. <laughs> no, my husband doesn't want to sleep in the bed with me after I've had a chemical really? peel. He's like, is that your face on the bed, on the sheets? Is that your skin? <laughs> I'm like, oh, wussy, we'll come on. <laughs> I know. And it's only a few days, but sometimes I've had, you know, I, as you know, like sometimes the peels have been minor and then sometimes they've been wall. Like that one time, it's just like, it was hanging. It looked like Santa Claus. Like it was just like <laughs> hanging down on my chin. <laughs> have you guys done Fraxel? No. No. Okay. So Fraxel, Fraxel. is an, it's a laser treatment Okay. Um, it uses fractionated laser, which is instead of like the whole blasting off your whole face, it does a fraction. I believe it's about one fifth. And that way, like the healthy skin, you so you damage the skin and the healthy skin around it kind of leaps frog, leapfrogs in to repair the damaged skin. And in oh. in doing so, just your whole skin improves dramatically. But it's kind of like your face falls off. Um a couple oh. days after you do it and then, you know, emerging the new face. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Ooh, it's wow. I highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. I recently never... did cool sculpting on my face. 
like all like for what for um <gasps> for just like my chin I felt like it just like the pigmentation was just kind of off like I don't know why I but just you did so they did cool like a cool you... sculpting laser on my like all over here and I just felt like I had like just a you know how I I was gonna say people are hard on themselves no one would ever notice but I just feel like from having little pimples in high school I just had like a little bit uh-huh. of scarring and it just it's funny though because I don't think of cool sculpting as a pigmentation laser or treatment as much as it is a fat reducer I know but I guess it did it did it like on my if it that's did what the they trick, recom- we'll that's what they it. recommended for that area and it really worked so I don't know well, isn't that weird sculpt. yeah that is yeah. weird Listen, when whatever works, doctors are using things off label all the time based on what they see in their practices. So if it works, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, so we wanted to ask you about this question because you have so much confidence, you know, and I know you wrote an article um, about dopamine dressing, how what you wear affects how you feel. So yes. we, we redheads love to talk about what they colors. like what colors look good with their red hair so we were wondering like when you initially went red did you have to wear different colors to give you that confidence or what do you suggest or do you just wear any color like what do you do in terms of dressing up your red hair you know <laughs> right around the time I went red my mom had me there was used to be something called I think it was called color me beautiful and you would go and you would have you you get your colors done, right? And they put different, they like drape a, a tarp of, a, of one color over you and they say, oh, that makes your complexion look great. And then, you know, this one does not work well with your complexion. And they give you a range of colors that's a season. So I was a spring. And it, and they give you a little palette and they say, these are the colors that you should use to go with your hair and your skin tone. And mine came back that I wasn't allowed to wear black. And I said, this whole thing is a farce. It's not going to work. I love black, um, black everything. And I same black everything. And I, I remember trying to trade with one of my mom's friends. I'm like, I'll give you my colors because you have black and I would <laughs> like to wear that. Um, what I have found though is that there are colors I used to think that I could not wear, quote unquote, that I can. Mm-hmm. One of the classic redhead colors is one I stayed away from for a long time, and that's green. And mm-hmm. I thought, uh, it's too much. It's, you know, it's too bright. Well, guess what? There's a reason redheads wear green. It looks freaking amazing. I love the color green. I finally started wearing it. I do remember every St. Patrick's Day, putting on a green shirt, because that's what you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you're Irish. I'm like, Jewish, close enough. Um, well, <laughs> yes, you can buy me a drink. Close enough. Um, <laughs> you could buy me a drink. <laughs> so, but I really now love, love, love the color green. I didn't think that I could wear pink, because I thought it would clash with my red hair. Mm. Guess what? Mm-mm. looks amazing. So these kind of really bright, but not, um, not like shockingly bright, more in the pastel realm. I really embraced, especially I do a lot of TV and they, A, look wonderful on camera and they just yeah. brighten me up instantly. I love a baby blue to go with my eyeballs. Um, but co- I can, I can wear red. I didn't think I could wear red either. I thought that's going to be red. Must too look much. so good on you with your eye color, and then the well, red hair. Thank that you. must look so. I like good. it more as like a red lip. Right? You do. Like yeah, I was going to say, top. do you wear a red lip? I like to rock a red lip. I really do. Yeah, um, but it has to be a special occasion. Not going to be whipping that out every day. It's a little hard to maintain. You yeah. know, smudging all over the place. And mm-hmm. but I will wear a red lip. I do love it. So yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm much less afraid of color than I used to be. Yeah, same. I think as, no, I mean, as, a, as I'm wearing black, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> black is just so easy, but yes, I think Adrian and I over the years have embraced colors and mm-hmm. on our lips and then what we wear as well. But it takes, like growing up, I never, you don't really want to stand out. So it's kind of just like, oh my God, let me wear all of these basic colors and we went to a catholic school so we wore uniforms which i think helped but 
even in college, I don't even think I wore like a lot of color. I definitely didn't. I, I actually once upon a time was on an episode of uh, TLC had a show called oh. a makeover story and they called me and they didn't want me to be an expert. You know, I was a beauty editor. No, you're a subject. Uh Oh, that's never <laughs> a good sign. Um, but my best beauty editor friend and I always wore black. And the idea was to get us away from okay. wearing black okay. and oh. into color. And at the end, I show up and I'm in a camel colored poncho. And they're like, okay, Cheryl, earth tones aren't what we meant, but sure, sure. That's a step away from black. We're proud of you. Oh yeah. They, they were expecting you to wear like a, a completely different color. Yeah. Like a bright happen. pink or red. Yeah. No, so no, it took it, another 20 years. Black is very like <laughs> black is very New York City, too. I feel like everyone wears black. That's such a thing. It is. I, is it not a thing across the world, across the country? I, I just assume everybody's so. in black all the time. I don't think so either. I mean, I was just in Miami last month and no one wore black. I feel like everyone was wearing like, I mean, they were wearing beige and white, but a lot of color, maybe because like the weather. I don't I know. I think the weather has a lot to do with it. But I also wear black in the summertime, so go figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so we love that you're talking about this. You've written about menopause recently, especially hot flashes. So do you, do our hormones affect our hair and our skin? And if so, how? I regret to inform you, yes, they, they really they do. They really do. Wow. I mean, one, you know, I'm just sweaty more. Um, like my face is sweaty and that my hair, if I've got a blowout, my hair will start to curl a little bit at the root and because I'm all schwitzy. Um, but what happens hormonally is we're producing, most of the time we're producing less estrogen, um, as we enter perimenopause and Mm -hmm. into menopause, but there are also spikes in estrogen. It's really at the beginning, it's just much less consistent. Um, but as you, your estrogen production declines, your collagen production declines as well. That's Mm. the support system for your skin. That's going to make it look firm. That's going to, um, help it maintain a smooth appearance. Um, so the fewer hormones, less estrogen, more wrinkles. Uh, so you have to kind of work a lot harder. Mm. It also affects your skin's ability to hold on to moisture. So again, it's, it, you know, there's a reason my mom refers to moisturizer as old lady cream, because as you get older, you need much more moisture in your skin, but you also really need the help of ingredients that are going to help give you more collagen. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Like a Fraxel laser is also designed to help you produce more collagen, Okay. but ingredients that retinols become super important. And I know that a lot of redheads in particular are sensitive, Mm -hmm. um, two retinols and, and prescription ones. And I highly recommend that you start a regimen. You start slowly, a couple times a week, mix it with something, mix a retinol with something really hydrating so that it buffers it as it enters your skin and, and build up to daily use because over the long term, retinol use is really going to help you maintain your skin's firmness, smoothness. I like niacinamide. I mean, I'm really just doing pretty much putting anything on my skin right now that is going to keep it um, from falling into my lap. What do you do? What's your, (laughs) what is your skin routine? I'm wondering, as I'm looking at you, I'm like, do you have a long routine? It's no, I wouldn't call it a long routine. Um, I try to actually speed it up by cocktailing like crazy. So So the morning routine is really easy. I wash my face, maybe. I used to be someone who had to wash my face every single morning. And as I'm getting drier, I wake up and oh. I look exactly the same as I did when I went to bed. Like, and I still have all those really great active ingredients on my skin. I'm like, you know what? Man, eh, I don't need to wash it. Um, it's yeah. more like just to get rid of eye boogers. And then uh, I put on a tinted sunscreen. I'll put my Elta on and that's it. That's my morning skincare routine. Oh, wow. Oh, that's it. It. I mean, if I have, so you just want to hydrate, I, hydrate, hydrate. I want to hydrate, but I'm also in the morning. I'm 
going to be running late wherever it is. So I just, I need to get out. Okay. Um, and I'll maybe put on a vitamin C serum if I have the time. Okay. And then at night, night is where things get a little bit more entertaining. Uh, nights when we do the peels night is every single night I'm going to be taking my retinol right now. I'm using, um, it's skin better alpha ret, which is a fantastic over the counter okay. retinol. And I mix it with a couple of different serums. So I oh, use, okay. what am I using? There's a Charlotte Tilbury serum that smells really good. Mm. So that goes in. There's one from a, a fairly new brand called Revola. I think that's how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I've heard of that. With Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, they created this technology. It's like a new technology using artificial intelligence to figure out what the best ingredients are for producing collagen. I'm like, sure, I'll give that one a try. <laughs> um, yeah. And what's the other one I've got going on right now? I almost want to run and look because I've really been enjoying my my skincare routine. But I mush them all together. On they go to my face, my neck, my chest. Yeah. Yep. And then I cover that. I give it like all of four seconds to absorb. And then I put a really major moisturizer on top. So like if it has the word rich cream in it, I'm in. So there's Augustinus Botter. There's a new one from Caudalie. There's one, I believe it's called Eighth Day. These are all like really, really rich creams. I'm like, lock that in there. Lock and load, people. And you even Um, do a thick moisturizer or rich cream in the summer if it's really, let's say, humid out? Or do you you tone it down? Because I know the East Coast, we get really... It gets sticky. It gets I a feel little like, sticky. Yeah, my skin feels like t- like heavy if I apply a rich cream, but I didn't know if it was the same for you. At nighttime, I will still use that rich cream. Oh, right. Okay. Because if I'm using a retinol, my skin is begging for moisture even in the summer. Mm. So I really need to have that balance at my age because otherwise my skin barrier is going to be like, help. Help, and I'm going to get really irritated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it look it looks like it looks really good. So I was like, oh, I wonder what you do. But we yeah, cocktail too. We love awesome. we love to cocktail with different serums, and like we love a good moisturizer. And yeah, yeah. I, mean, I never I, knew I, you could cocktail. What? Until I mean, what? like until we spoke to like dermatologists oh, and skin say, experts throughout like, the years. Oh, no, okay, no, okay. but like. Yeah, I, I don't know the first time I heard that word, but I just thought that you had to. I remember to... where we were. We were getting a facial in Midtown with that, with oh. that guy. And he was so oh, awesome, yes. Stephanie. He was the one who told yes. me I should get the laser on my chin. Who was oh, yeah. His name was Kevin. Where was it? He was, was, he, he was with PCA Skin. No, it was with... Um, oh, I'm using their cleanser right now. I love their cleanser. Is it the honey? They have a honey one or like a... Not a honey. It's... um. Hang on. I think it's just they... called creamy cleanser. It's a it's, yellow. It's a lavender. No, oh, the lavender. scent is lavender. It's just a white, plain white cleanser. They are Cure Skin Lab, Adrian's yeah. K U R. They're on. Um, he was so 50. good. He was so good. I'm he looking it the up. First They're on. Talk, teach us about cocktailing. Yeah, he's on 52nd and 3rd. Um, but yeah, he. I remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> um, well, the thing about cocktailing is really interesting because sometimes we're, we're looking for like one skincare product that does everything. Yeah. But the problem is that a lot of these ingredients can't coexist in the same bottle. They will just cannibalize each other or neutralize each other in the bottle. Mm. But if you put them on your skin, there's, it's, they don't have a long enough time to degrade each other. So it's like, oh, we can we can work together on your skin, but they won't work together in one bottle. So someone listening, how do they know what to cocktail? It really depends on your skin. But okay. the fact is, there are I think there are certain ingredients that everybody should be looking for. Uh, one of them is retinol. One of them is niacinamide. I mean, I mm-hmm. love niacinamide. It's kind of like it energizes your skin. It gives your skin more energy to do whatever it's going to do better. Okay. Um, and you, it's in almost all of Olay skincare products. Okay. And, you know, if you can find it at the drugstore, I say go for it. I have, I am 
absolutely a drugstore whore. Um, I get a lot of very fancy skincare products sent to me, but if I were to be the shopper, I would be, you know, at Target every single time. Yeah, I love um, CVS. Not, I mean, uh, it's just I think we're originally from Rhode Island, where CVS is headquartered. Stephanie is a lot like, fair. She just loves have, to go. Like people love to go to Target. She loves to go there. I just I and I know the CVS is around me. That there's some better than others. Like the carpet is like I just know. I know it's so and like the beauty <laughs> section in some of them are a lot more. Like I have one here where the beauty aisle is they just redid it and it's just so good as opposed yeah. to one by my son's daycare is not good. So I never go to that one. <laughs> but it's so funny because I won't go to Walgreens or Target's great. I do love Target. But yes, I get stuff at the drugstore. But I think there, yeah. it can be overwhelming though, because there's so many products and they're all right next it to can. each other. It's really, I honestly feel like if you go shopping, you need to know what you're getting before you go. If you are yeah. faced with the, the aisles, it's really super overwhelming. And I, I find skincare, listen, when I worked in magazines, what I love to be able to do was to boil it down for people and just say, this is what you need. This is it. Mm -hmm. Now you may go shopping. And I feel like because there aren't really magazines anymore, people are getting information from so many different sources it's at so once. True. And it's yeah. very, very hard to discern what's right, what's real, what's paid for, what's not. But, and that's why, I mean, I love me a good dermatologist because they are going to tell you yeah. what you need and and what you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Adrian and I were talking about this prior to coming on with you is the beauty industry with how it's evolved over the last, since we've seen each other in the last nine years Hasn't with it changed TikTok completely? and... And all these influencers and how you've obviously you've seen the change, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. I, I was just talking to a colleague. It's kind of like, we're not sure how to communicate our messages anymore mm. because I'm in my fifties and my friend's aren't exactly on TikTok. Right. But if mama wants to get paid, she better get on TikTok. So yeah. it's a really <laughs> interesting dynamic. I still do a lot of broadcast television because women in their 50s are still watching TV yeah. more than probably, certainly more than women in their 20s. Right. Um, but I wish, I kind of missed, miss having authoritative sources to go to for this kind of advice, because there is just, it's very hard to cut through the clutter and, and know what's really appropriate and, and what's hype. I mean, listen, I'm all for trying something with hype. Yeah. But right. There have got to be basics that ground you. And like, you know, when your skin wigs out because you're trying some hype in a bottle, what do you go back to? What's going to work? What's going to calm your skin down? I mean, I always talk about like, always have plain stuff in your cabinet. Always have just a, like a Cetaphil or a CeraVe, these like super dermatologist, dermato dermatologist tested products that have nothing that's going to harm your skin. Yeah. Something to just gentle cleanser, gently mo moisturize, simple sunscreen. So that if your skin is freaking out, you can get it back to just basic, calm, happy. Mm -hmm. And then you can, tr then you could try again with something fun. And I think too, yeah. just like everything you were just talking about retinol, I feel like if you, if you don't know about skin and you go on TikTok and you hear, you need to buy a retinol and you just put on that retinol. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you're looking heads, for watch out. danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I, and to bring that point up, I read an article recently that said like, I think influencers, like, yeah, they may promote a product that let's say they have oily skin and the product's made for oily skin and then someone buys it because they get influenced with the hype, as you mentioned, Cheryl. And and then they realize it's not working for their skin or maybe they realize, oh, wait, I have the opposite skin type right. of this influencer, but yeah. they persuaded me to buy it. And yeah. that's where I think it gets tricky with, especially with skincare. I think makeup could be a little different because of the the shades, but skincare is one of those. That's yeah. That's why Adrian and I don't. We feed off each other. Like Adrian's like, oh, I just tried something, and then I'm like, yeah, I just tried this. I love this, but it's I try to have a twin for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're not twins. 
Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't know. I forgot that. We were, I, you, I have know. Twins. you have Everyone twins. You have twins. <laughs> Forgive me. We're Forgive two and a half me. years apart. No, but everyone thinks that we are twins. We are. We are very similar. We are it's very helpful similar. To have yeah. a sister. Yeah. Helpful yes. to have a sibling. <laughs> so sorry, you guys. No. no. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Oh my no, gosh. Every, no, everyone, no, no, no. Everyone thinks that we are. We, we're so used to it. Oh my god. Um, I'm not even going to ask who's older and who's younger. You're both perfect. Oh. So, um, <laughs> but it's good that CVS has an excellent return policy. Uh, so if you yeah. are influenced to buy something for oily skin and you're actually yeah. dry, <laughs> you can give it back. Yeah, you can give it back. No, it's so- um, we wanted to say yeah. too, Cheryl. I feel like we were we were. I, I think we were going to say this in the very beginning, but um, you were so ahead of your time for the piece that we did for you in Shape Magazine because mm-hmm. I I know when we were we were talking about this we were like it was pre Lizzo you know like just yeah. people were not embracing who they were back then even nine years ago and we Stephanie and I were saying that was why it was so hard to start how to be a redhead because it was like not cool to be a redhead so why would you start a business about being one because it's not cool <laughs> and then when we met you and the whole piece was about I love my red hair and then I remember one girl yeah. had like I love my freckles I love my curls and it was such a confidence boosting piece. Yes. I really feel I like think it was one of them was time. like one of them. I think was I like my my schnoz. I like my big nose or the gap. Yeah, or one girl had a gap yeah. in her teeth. Yep, yep. Which it, was really it, cool. Yeah, these are things. It and it's wonderful that beauty has finally caught up to us. Where being yourself is what makes you beautiful. I mean, that's what I have always believed. Um, you know, just being you. And letting your true self come through. At the same time, though, that we're getting that message, we're getting other messages about, you know, using filters to be your best self. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't think I'm, listen, I'm the queen of the Paris filter. Give me one swipe. Just, yeah. you know, soften the edges <laughs> a little same, bit. Same. I love that Paris <laughs> yeah. filter, too. But it is a really, I think it's very hard for people to say, is it really okay to just be my true self? And what I realize is that like, I don't ever want to be at the point where I meet someone in person and they're disappointed because I don't look like I look on social media mm-hmm. or, you know, so I really want to make sure that I'm being, even if I'm doing something that's going to fake it a little bit, I want people to know that I'm faking it. I'm going to own up to it immediately. Like, sure, my skin looks phenomenal in that on that segment. Would you like to see my lighting setup? Because mm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the authentic part you can you can put out the image that you want, but just own it. Own like what you're doing to get there. The same reason I tell people, uh, yeah, I get filler. Yeah, I've had laser treatments. If you want to, you can do that too. Yeah. So there's nothing about what I look like that is unattainable. Everything, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can pay for it, you can have it. Cheryl, let me ask you if you you believe this. I feel like, you know, there's so many people who are getting Botox now at like, bad places. I, I think you should go to like a reputable place to get Botox. And now like you hear they have like trucks now you can like, like a food truck and you oh can just God. go and like get Botox. So, and I so feel bad. like a lot of people on TikTok are like, well, that's my secret to good skin is Botox. But don't you agree? Like if you need to have a good routine plus the Botox to really have great skin. Well, here's something interesting. I have not had Botox in five years. It is what? not that I am against Botox. I love Botox. Botox stopped working on me. And I just, I have, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey ladies, if you're starting really young, please know that eventually your body might develop antibodies and it will no longer work. (gasps) I started at 32, which is when it came out and it just doesn't work anymore. I could probably try one of the other neurotoxins with the, that has a different protein in it and and be fine. But I just was like, you know what? I had a, I had a great run. I've got a really good foundation. I, but 
Yeah, I haven't used Botox in five years. Wow. I didn't know you could build up an immunity towards oh, it so or your scary. body could. <laughs> so no, because we so kind of started. We kind of started young. <laughs> and there, and listen, it has incredible preventative powers. Um, so I understand why people do it starting young. I'm just saying, if you're doing it in your 20s or your early 30s, you don't have to do it every three months. Just yeah. do it. When you really like, eh, yeah, I, can I need use it. it now. Yeah, I need it. Right, um, but oh, I mean, I am the first person to say, "Go get it." I freaking <laughs> love it. I miss it terribly. I know. Um, and in terms of where to go to get it, I think there's. I mean, I don't know that I would go to a truck, but I would go to a <laughs> truck, a spa that okay has a. a doctor who kind of a medical director, a nurse practitioner. It does not have to be a doctor who's doing the injections, but what you want, what's really important is someone who does it day in and day Mm. out. Someone who really understands what is going to happen when you inject. The one thing that I don't like about like beginners to Botox is all they know are the very basics of where it goes. They don't have the nuances of what's going to happen if I put it here and it pulls this way or, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, the more a a practitioner does it, the better they get, the better they can predict what the outcome really is going to be. But the reason that I prefer to go to a dermatologist is, or a plastic surgeon is if something goes awry, I want someone who knows how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, there, uh, there aren't that many things to screw up. It's much more likely that you're not going to love how you look. Uh, if you, especially if you do too much, I mean, I feel like doing too much is your enemy. Do less, add more. You can always have more, but you can't have less. Once right. it's in, you've got, yes. you're, you're locked and loaded for a couple months. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is fascinating. So is there anything you get done to replace the Botox? Well, I actually have been thinking about, and and I just haven't kind of pulled the trigger to do um, radio frequency with microneedling. Yeah. yeah. This seems uh, to be, the thing. I've done mm-hmm. microneedling. I've done microneedling with... Um, PRP. Do you guys know about PRP, which is like like a vampire facial? Oh, yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. the yeah. blood. Okay. I was going to say, yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. We haven't gotten and it done. We were at, we were actually supposed to get it done, Adrian, in Texas, that right before, right COVID. before COVID, and then we just never have. But yes, I heard yeah. amazing things about it. So yeah, it's a terrific one. But microneedling with radio frequency can really get deep to the dermis and and truly stimulate collagen in the places that I need it most, which is like right between my brows. I just yeah. look at my dad Same. and I look, he, I, I tell him, I love my daddy, please. I, I'm sure <laughs> he's not listening. Get real. Um, but I, he has like a tushy forehead because it's so, so the muscles are so tight and it's like, he has a butt crack on his forehead, but um, that's just what I don't want to happen. Sorry, I know. Daddy. So oh Cheryl, bef- before we go, number what's your number one confidence tip for anyone who's listening who just wants more confidence, needs more confidence in their life? Oh, tequila. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, is, that is a great one. <laughs> one shot really will take care of it for me. Um, <laughs> so true. Uh, I, it's funny because there are times people are like, why are you always so happy? Or why do you feel, where does that confidence come from? I really feel like I'm born with it. I'm very, very lucky. I don't, I don't always know how to tell people how to do it. Um, I wish I did. It's like the mystery, great mysteries of life. Um, but I kind of feel like people who don't walk around feeling so good about themselves, who learn how to do that, have more to offer right. in terms of advice than I do. Right. I just wake up every morning and I go, hey, not bad. All right, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have a good positive outlook, though, on life. You must spin everything to the positive. I do. I do. Unless I haven't slept and then I'm a cranky <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on. We loved talking to you, obviously. <laughs> Such a pleasure. So great. So great to catch up with you and so happy for everything you guys have accomplished. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Now available eyebrow and lash products for redheads created by us, Adrian and Stephanie. Clean, paraben-free, vegan, made in the USA. Discover eyebrow gels and a precision pencil in universal red for all redheads. Mascaras in auburn and brown with the tint of red and so much more. Shop it all at shop.howtobearedhead.com. We love her, don't we? Yeah, absolutely obsessed with her. I I I just love her energy. We've we haven't talked to her in years, but I know it was so great to reconnect. And I think, you know, I really look up to her skin tips. Like I really take them into, like, I really was writing down stuff and I know that she's not a dermatologist or a, and like a certified, you know, an esthetician or whatever. She mentioned a dermatologist, but her knowledge and her wealth from being in the beauty industry for so long really shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, I know we talked about it during the podcast, but I just there's certain people in life that you remember your first interaction with them. And I remember our first interaction with her so well because yeah. direct eye contact, just mm-hmm. so full of life, so funny, so positive. And um yeah, I just I just we've always really loved her. So it was like really, really cool to to talk with her. And I yeah, I love her skin tips. And she has great skin. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it's like so fun to, cause like as we're looking at her, it's so cool to just like see her skin and like see her great hair and see her positivity. And I actually loved what she had to say about confidence. The fact that she just has yeah. it, you know, and like yeah. she just has it. And that's what it is. That's what's so like drawing about her is that she just has yeah. so much confidence. So I think it's time to do questions and totally talk about Cheryl and interlude all the questions with our interview with her. Yeah. So daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, and direct messages. So like the past few episodes, guys, we thought that it would be fun to bring these to this episode. So we're going to be answering a few questions. If you have a question on your mind that you'd like us to talk about, you can email h2barpodcast at gmail.com or just DM us on social on Instagram, TikTok, or even Facebook. Our handle is how to be a redhead. So let's get right into it. The first question um, we received from, well, on Instagram, um, what are the ingredients to look for or avoid in skincare and hair care products for redheads? Which is a really good question. I think um, it's a question that we do get asked a lot. And Adrian, we've talked about it yeah. so much on uh, the How to Be a Redhead on, on, our, on our website. So I think that first comes to mind, I know that you would agree, Adrian, hair care, sulfate-free. Sulfate-free, paraben-free. Yeah. You have to make sure. Yeah. I think the trend now too is vegan, you know, um, cruelty-free. Cruelty-free. And those are sometimes specifics on you know, I mean, personally, Stephanie and I are extremely against animal testing and our products are vegan. Um, But in terms of just sensitivity, yeah, it should be sulfate-free, paraben-free. You should be able, this is what I think is always a great tip. Stephanie and I love eating healthy and we are always at Whole Foods, but part of that is always looking at ingredients when you're at grocery stores. And it's the same when you're shopping for skincare or Mm -hmm. hair care. You should be able to read the ingredients. You know, you should be able to like look through them. The label should be very clear on what's inside the products. You should, if you're unclear, like just to say it's like a word, you should be able to go online and easily search it. And, you know, sometimes chemistry has like really weird names for like vitamins. It might be something else. So Mm -hmm. it could be something really cool, but you should be able to do your due diligence and look into all the products and look at all the skincare. Um, we actually have a really popular, easy to read post that we'll put in the podcast notes mm-hmm. um, about the four things you might be super sensitive to as a redhead. And um, one of them is, and this is different from hair and skincare, but it's important to know, laundry. Steph, do you have problems with your laundry detergent? I have in the past. And then since, I don't know, the past yeah, several years, I want to say, 
switching to all natural where um, I use a powder. Yeah, so, I do too. Uh, I do too. You use the yeah. Whole Foods one? No, I don't. Oh. I use – I used to use Norwax. Okay. Because of my mother-in-law. And then she – and then um, now I use – Oh, what do I use? Oh my gosh. Um, I usually never Google stuff during podcasts, but it's a really great powder brand um, that I bought on Amazon. And I'll definitely put it in the podcast notes here as I type because it's called Nelly's Non-Toxic Vegan Powdered Laundry Detergent. Mm. And it doesn't make my skin itch, but I will say in the past... um, like I remember being at um, Brian's, my husband. I remember being at his parents' house a couple years ago, and my skin itched like crazy. Yeah, and I remember asking my mother-in-law, "Oh, this is before she switched to all natural." She was like, "Oh, just um, you know, like one of the standard brands that you get at the grocery store," and it irritated. It was like one of those, you know, it smelled really nice. Yeah, my skin itched like crazy all next morning. Yeah. 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 You have to be really careful with laundry detergent. Like scented laundry detergents, I think are something to be like, if it has like a scent, be really careful. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally for me, I itch with pods. Like I know pods are like really big and I think everyone's different and they're so convenient. Actually our mom, Stephanie, she got me pods and I have been like itching so bad. And I think it's only from, yeah, but I don't think she has sensitive skin like we do, you know? So she loves yeah. the convenience of it. Um, dryer sheets really bother me. Yeah, same. Too I much bleach really bothers me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like hypo. I think if you see words hypoallergenic, I love to see that. If I see anything with hypoallergenic on it, skincare, hair care too. I love mm-hmm. to see that. Um, I know the article also says about swapping dryer sheets for the wool dryer balls, which you can get on Amazon, but they're just basically the wool dryer balls that you throw in all the time. Um, I was recently at an Airbnb that did that and it does the same thing as dryer sheets and it's better for the environment. So yeah, I don't own any of those. Yeah. Um, and then we talk about skincare products in the articles too. Um, one of the biggest sensitivities is products that have dyes, fragrances, strong chemicals, which will lead to breakouts, rashes. And I'm sure this is what the Instagram um, question was all about is they've, they've had the breakouts and the rashes. Um, So make sure it's also dye free, fragrance free um, and use for sensitive skin. I think when you see a product that was like made for sensitive skin, that's very important. Um, Mm -hmm. Look for labels like dermatologist approved. And when trying out new skincare, try one product at a time. And that's a great tip, just making sure that you're always patch testing. Um, and the article, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in, but it talks about waxes, dermaplaning, exfoliants, what you should do, and then scented products. Um, if you do love a scent, um, you know, things mm. that you can keep in mind when buying products. So we'll put this post. But yeah, it's just being very, very careful about what you buy, testing it. Um, yeah, and just making sure that it has a good track record, reading reviews stuff. I know we're really big about that. Yes. Yeah. Reading reviews. And I think I have to go with non-scented, especially when it comes to like body care. I can't use like a lavender body wash or body lotion specifically. Yeah. Because mom can't I, either. Yeah. I noticed that it just irritates my skin. So unscented all the way. Um, and then the next question we received also on Instagram are color depositing shampoos good for hiding gray hair? Which is a really great question. I think that we get asked this quite often. We do carry a color depositing line in our shop. So definitely check that out. And you can see a bunch of reviews and comments on the product pages from all different types of redheads with different uh types of hair, um, as well as ages, which I think is really important. And a lot of our customers have shared photos, maybe before and afters. But the answer is really, it depends on the percentage of gray that you have in your hair. And we have an article that's um, several years ago that we can definitely put in the podcast notes on, we talked to a hair expert, either I think even it might've been Rona O'Connor years and years ago. Yeah, she was also on our podcast. Yeah. And she does an article based off of, okay, if I believe if it's like 
20% or less, if it's more, you know, maybe opt to go to a hairstylist. But if it's a few grays, yes, you can use a color depositing shampoos, grays or white hairs. You can use it. And I think you'll see a huge difference. And then if it's a, if it's a lot of gray that you're looking to cover, I do think that you should go to a hair colorist expert mm-hmm. and get their advice. You may need something where you may need a semi or a demi permanent that lasts a lot longer than a color depositing shampoo. Again, it just depends on the amount of gray hair that you do have. Or, you know, if it's a few whites just popping in your hair and you're noticing it for the very first time, definitely use a color depositing shampoo. And again, we sell an entire line in our shop. And we will say that we may be coming out with some some type of hair care products in this particular category. Yeah, on our own, just because we've tested and tried. I mean, I think me personally have tested and tried like every single color depositing hair gloss out there. And we know what works and what doesn't and what products and just making sure it's clean. A lot of color depositing shampoos are just filled with a lot of ugly dyes that could really irritate your scalp, for example. So just making sure again, like we said, sulfate-free and that always do a patch test. I think that's really important Um, at the nape of your neck maybe, Mm -hmm. or even where your gray hair, do one little swatch, apply it and see if you do notice a difference. Thank you, Dre, for your question. That was Dre from Instagram. Yes, yes. And the third question is from Jess on Instagram. My red hair is fading as I get older. What can I do to bring the red back? So this Mm -hmm. is kind of a piggyback to the question that we just had from Dre. But hair fading is something, Adrian, I know like my hair is fading. Yours is just, you're getting more not more whites. You, you have several whites. I mean, it's not like it's like you have a few whites. I mean, I didn't even notice it when we saw you last week, but do you, do you see your white hairs? Yeah, I do. I do. But you know what? I'm at the, I'm probably like one to 2%, maybe 3% white, like not even. So color depositing shampoos really cover it. So I don't really notice it unless I haven't used a color depositing shampoo in some time. Um, keeping in mind that anyone who's listening to this, who has never dyed their hair before or is afraid to, that was me. Um, I've never touched my hair my whole life. And then to use color depositing shampoo was very scary, but it's not scary at all because it doesn't do anything except just do what it's supposed to, which is cover my whites and keep my red hair vibrant and totally the color that I'm used to seeing. So I think a lot of redheads are surprised when they use it and you don't have to be so scared And I think too, yeah, red hair, I actually think that my red hair isn't as vibrant when I look at photos like stuff, even Mm -hmm. from our book in 2015, I don't feel like my hair is as vibrant as it was in that book. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a few shades, like no one would notice, but I notice. So I think, you know, hair fading and you're like where I am right now, like one to 2%, you're noticing just a little fade, but maybe not as many whites. Color depositing shampoo is great for that. Um, and I don't think if you're at my stage, you need to go to a colorist, but like the previous question with Dre, yeah, if you have a lot of gray or white hair, it, the color depositing shampoo is not going to cover it. Yeah. And I think it, I think it depends on what you're looking for too. There's an array of different types of products out there. If you are experiencing fading red hair, such as color depositing shampoo, which just works just like a, a shampoo, You could use a hair mask. There are several out there on the market that you either apply to your hair dry before shampooing your hair. You leave it on for five to 30 plus minutes, depending on how vibrant you want your red hair. They have a mask where you apply it after you shampoo. So your hair is towel dried. You leave it on for, again, five to 30 plus minutes. So those three types of products are kind of going to be a good introduction if you were experiencing fading around hair and you're new to all of this and just, I personally love a color depositing shampoo because it's super easy to use. I hate getting out of the shower, towel drying my hair, and then you have to get back in to rinse it yeah, off. Like yeah. that's annoying to me. So I like everything just done in the shower and, but definitely experiment with what's out there. And we, um, and you'll, I think you'll see really great results. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that we had Cheryl on, to be honest. Like, I'm so happy that we had her on. I know her schedule is really busy, and she is a force to be reckoned with in the beauty industry. Yeah. So just to have her on is guess, right. like one of the best things in the whole world. So yeah. so happy we got to talk to her. So want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast? Please give us a five-star review and tell your friends, everyone that you know, redhead or not, to subscribe. You can listen to this podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or really wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes where we'll mention everything we talked about in this episode and so much more. Rock a lick, redhead. Red.